You may be seated. God bless you. It's a great joy to be at Lighthouse UPC today to come and worship God with you and to give God thanksgiving. Thank you to our singers and praise singers. They work real, real hard to get us to thinking about worshiping and magnifying God. Even though that should be part of our thoughts when we walk in this place, the scripture says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our guests probably should be guessing at what we're going to do next, but we should know that we came here to worship. Amen. It's an honor to be with uh, Pastor Brandon Buford and First Lady, Sister Brianna Buford, and uh, ZZ Tops here. Uh, we got uh, Zoe and Zane, and then the top of them all, Zeke. That's uh, their brand new baby there. Glad to be here with you guys. Amen. To come and worship God. It's good to have my wife traveling with me. She is uh, with me 360 days out of a year. Five days she takes a vacation from me. Amen. Amen. And she goes to Mississippi camp and takes care of the girls dorm. And she's done that for the last 36 years. So, so this will be her 36 years. So she uh, enjoys that week away from me. And it takes about two weeks to catch up for that one week because she doesn't get any sleep during that camp. And so she comes back to sleep a lot. It's good to be here with you. I see a number of folks from headquarters that are here. Uh, we went with the Harrahs on the uh, Crusades up in Canada. And also we have my executive assistant, Atlanta Farnell, here too. And I saw Cindy over there from the youth division and Tom back there from Global. So I'm preaching to the whole world right here at Lighthouse. So... Uh, you know, whatever I do or say might get around the world. You can never tell. Amen. But it is a joy to be here with you to come and worship God on this Sunday morning. I'm really thankful I brought the sunshine with me. Well, it came up before I did, but anyhow, I'm glad I brought it with me. It is a beautiful day on the outside. We could almost have an outside tent revival today. But all of you look like you prefer to be on the inside here or whatever. We wouldn't want to do it, did it yesterday or anything like that. Uh, my wife was uh, telling me something about something she saw on Facebook about this person that was bragging about this is the 60th straight day without sugar and caffeine. They had been running for two hours a day, and uh, they had stopped eating meats, and they had lost a lot of weight, and they were feeling incredible. At the end of the post, it says, I don't know who posted this. I just copied it and pasted it on my post. So uh, I guess sometimes to come into a Pentecostal service, if you don't know what to do, look around and see what everybody else is doing, and uh, you'll be able to feel God in a great, great way. <laughs> Good to also work with Brother Brandon Buford. He's our ace man. He's our, uh, the uh, Association of Children's Evangelist Leader, and uh, we're going to get a chance to do a crusade with the Bufords in Tennessee pretty good. They're, I think they're going to come back to O'Fallon on Sunday, but we're staying in Pigeon Forge. What a pressure to do that, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're right there, and plus the guy that pastors there wants us to come, so I don't know how many days it'll take us to get out of uh, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, you know. If you have your Bible, stand with us, and uh, we'll go to one scripture out of Psalm 73 and 15. I, uh, when I We had our national meeting, our Directors came in. I read them this scripture and told them that this was kind of a seed thought that I had for the year. And so uh, I didn't have the sermon worked on while I was there, but I mentioned it. 
And so since then, I've done a little work on it, and so uh, I want to share something with you. Psalm 73 and verse 15. Most of us will know a little bit about Psalm 73 because it starts off with these, this phrase, truly God is good to Israel. But I'm preaching out of verse 15. It says, if I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against a generation of thy children. Everybody say hallelujah. Well, by looking at this scripture here, this is right in the middle of Psalm 73. There is 28 verses in Psalm 73. The first 14 verses of Psalm 73 is David writing, and when he's writing, evidently he's listening to the wrong voices. But in verse 15 through the end of the chapter, he starts listening to the right voices. And so I want to preach to you a little while this morning on this subject, two voices. Two voices. Does anybody understand what those two voices are? My grandson was looking at my notes and he was following me. He said, I know who those two voices are. Papa, I know who they are. I said, who are they? He said, it's the voice of my daddy and the voice of my pastor. So, well, those are two good voices to uh, follow. The only trouble, your daddy is your pastor. So, uh, but there's another voice. Amen. Every morning I face these two voices. One voice says you're getting older. Other voice says you're getting younger. So, I'm going to choose the right voice <laughs> I saw Brother Buford he's about out of breath up here singing you know and I'm thinking you know I'm almost double his age and I got to preach here now and so I hope I can make it you sang for 35 minutes so maybe I can preach for 35 would that be alright well uh, Siri may not say that pastor uh, would you pray and ask God Lord, we're so thankful for your presence that has blessed this place. Now I'm asking that you would speak to us, every heart that's here. Let your word be alive, let your word be true, and let us receive what you have to say in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. amen. Everybody say hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord and let's give God some praise. How about it? You may be seated. Thank you for standing. As I read this scripture, something uh, reminded me of the story of Adam and Eve and I began to stop and think about it because uh, God created the heavens and the earth and uh, he made all the animals, the land and the sea and he created man from the dust of the earth and he breathed into man the breath of life and the first voice that Adam ever heard was the voice of God. It was the DNA of his life because he was made from God and God breathed into him and he became a living soul. It was once that that, that was exactly uh, the only voice that he had heard along the way. I am sure that uh, Adam heard the voices of the animals that were there. I'm sure he recognized that giraffes could talk to giraffes. Squirrels could talk to squirrels. Rabbits, I don't know if they talk or not, but they communicate some kind of way because they hang out together. And so every animal after its own kind uh, had a voice, but Adam knew the only voice that he had really ever heard was the voice of God. And in Genesis 2 and 20, the Bible says that God and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field, but for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. As he began to name the animals, uh, 
Uh, he recognized that every animal had a male and a female, but he didn't have a male and female in his type of animal, if you please. And so it was after this that the Bible lets us know plainly and God actually uh, came down every day in the cool of the day and he talked with Adam. And so Adam knew his voice. Adam recognized his voice. He knew who he was because that was the only voice that he had heard from the beginning. And of course, I'm sure Adam must have showed up and uh, started saying, you know, there's mama deer, there's papa deer, there's mama skunk, papa skunk, there is mama frog, papa frog, there is all these kind of things. And he probably came with a sad look on his face one day and he let God know in the cool of the day, you know, everybody else has got a woman in their family except me. And so I guess he must have saw the sadness, the upsetness along the way. But anyhow, to make a long story short, the first surgeon general was God Almighty. Because when he saw the sadness of Adam, he decided, in your sleep, buddy, I'm going to take your rib out. And I'm going to create a whoa, 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 man. And he created a woman. Everybody say hallelujah. If you're a woman, say hallelujah. If you're a man, say hallelujah. If you don't know, say hallelujah. Good, good. We just got two genders in this place today. It feels a little better there. And so after this, uh, I'm sure by all means that, that everything that Adam knew, he had to tell his wife. And so he shared with her. And I, I am sure, Pastor uh, Buford, that every day at the cool of the day, he let Eve know, we got an appointment today. We got to go to this certain place. And when we go there, we're going to hear the voice of God. And I'm sure without any question mark, Adam and Eve together would talk to God in the cool of the day. And as they would talk in the cool of the day, the first solid voice that Eve ever heard was the voice of God also. That was the voice that Adam and Eve knew was a genuine, creative voice, a voice that made them feel comfortable. I believe without any question mark, you said, well, how long did Adam and Eve walk in the Garden of Eden? Maybe I should ask you that question. Maybe we have Bible scholars in here that knows. Was it a hundred years? Was it a thousand years? Was it a million years? I really don't even care. The only thing I know is that when you walk in the presence of God, you do not get old. For all of us that are over 37, we want to live with Jesus because we don't want to get old. All right, all right. Some of you want to get old. Go ahead and get old if you please. But through the course of it, they, Adam and Eve probably discussed many, many times. You know, when we walk and we hear his voice, he makes us feel comfortable. He makes us feel welcome. He makes us feel like we are his prime creation. Yes, he made the animals. Yes, he made the world. But he made us in his image. I believe for all of you folks who believe there were dinosaurs there, if I could just uh, uh, ease out onto a little uncomfortable area here, maybe you believe there were T-Rex or Stagosaurus or any of those other sources out there. I believe that if they were there, that's cool. I got no problem with them at all. I just believe that if the T-Rex came up and he was 10 times bigger than Adam, Adam's voice stopped the T-Rex. Adam's voice would stop the Stagosaurus or any animal because the people in the garden knew God talks to those two folks and they have a voice like God speaks. 
Amen. And on this particular occasion, I don't know how many times they had gone in the garden, how many years it had been. It's left up to you to imagine how long it had been. Every day they heard the voice of God. Every day they knew that comforting voice was there. But somehow Adam must have had to let Eve know that there's all these trees in this garden you can eat, but of this tree you shall not eat of. For in this, for God has told us, for in the day that we eat of this tree, we shall surely die. To make a long story short, I don't know how many hundreds of years, I don't know how many thousands of years, I don't know how many millions of years they avoided that tree, but on one particular occasion, they came by the tree they should not have gone by, and they saw the fruit that it was good to eat upon, and there they heard the other voice, that second voice that they had never heard up until now. Can you imagine living a thousand years and never hearing this voice, but that voice spoke out of that tree and, and they, they had such a DNA that they recognized, I live off of God speaking to my life, but now I hear another voice. We know the story of exactly what happened and of course this is just Steve Cannon 101. I, I believe God speaks strong and abruptly and he's right to the point, but I think Satan whispers. I think that little whisper caught their eyes and caught their ears and they listened to the serpent and the serpent told them, has God told you that if you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. I will let you know that if you eat of this tree, you will become like God or you will become greater than God. Notice, ladies and gentlemen, that voice from Satan brought competition, compromise, and destruction. It challenged them, you're being abused by God, you're being... You're being used as a puppet by God. You just listen to my voice and I'll make you greater than God. And so when they heard that second voice, we, we also find out that after this, that they listened to that other voice, that second voice. And when that second voice spoke to them, they ate of the tree and they committed a sin. And out of this, all of a sudden, the voice of God stopped visiting with them. They had heard the other voice that was there. I'd like to tell you, ever since the time of Adam and Eve, mankind has still struggled to hear what kind of voice is speaking to us. I'd like to tell you on this Sunday morning when we come in to worship God, there are two voices that are present. There is a voice of God that is here. And there is a voice of the enemy that's here. And if you stay here long enough, you'll hear both voices. Amen. I'd like to tell you, by, any, by all means, I believe God speaks every Sunday. Every time we get together, he's got something to say. But a lot of people say, I came to church and I didn't hear God today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't God's fault. Because the Bible says, let him that hath ears... Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God is in this place and he'd like to speak to you. But are you listening? Come on, some of you are like the commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? He's still speaking, but he wants you to listen. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. The sermon is simple. It's plain. There's still two major voices speaking in the world. One offers eternal life. One offers destruction. One wants to heal and lead people to joy and peace and eternal life. Even Jesus said these words, I am come to give you life 
and life more abundantly. But the enemy says, I am come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'd like to tell you on this Sunday morning that every day that you live, you will be challenged to listen to the right voice. I want to ask you this morning, do you want to hear the right voice? Come on, if you want to hear his voice, I want you to clap your hands. Could I tell you this morning, you can't get too spiritual that the other voice won't speak to you. You can't pray enough that the other voice won't speak to you. You can't fast enough, you can't be dedicated enough to say, I'm really reaching a place where Satan can't touch me anymore. You're still flesh, you're gonna have to deal with it. And so every day you've gotta make a choice. I gotta make a choice, am I listening to the right voice? On this Sunday morning, believe it or not, we come in and we worship God. You're gonna have a feeling something's gonna tell you to pray. Guess what kind of voice that is? That's the voice of God. Something's gonna tell you to worship God. That's gotta be the voice of God. Some, something's gonna tell you, so well, you know, you're a little bit too tired. You're over 50 now, calm down. You don't have to get excited when you come to church anymore. It's just one of those kind of things for the young folks, amen. I'd like to tell you, that's a wrong kind of voice. I didn't come here to watch you and see what you wore today, but if we'll worship God, I believe he's got a voice for every one of us. You know what? This church has more folks in the back than on the front. Can I preach to you guys a while? Looks like y'all come in the back, so hey, I'm just gonna sit back here. I'm gonna be cool and drool back here in the back. I'm gonna act like he don't know who I am and where I came from. Ladies and gentlemen, God talks in the back. He talks to men. He talks to women. He talks to boys. He talks to girls. And on this Sunday morning, I want him to talk to me. Can't you say hallelujah? I want to make sure I hear the right voice. We don't have to look at a cartoon to see some kind of cartoon that's got a devil on one side and an angel on the other side to realize that it happens to us all. So we got to make sure we hear the right voice. Now, Psalm 73 is really a cool chapter. Truly God is good to Israel. Isn't that a great way to start off? Psalm 73, but evidently David, everybody say David, everybody say the man after God's own heart was listening to the wrong voices because no sooner than he said truly God is good to Israel, he said, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. In other words, for the rest of the chapter to through verse 14, David takes his eye off of God and he viewed the wicked and he recognized, he said these words, I was envious at the foolish. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Death did not scare them. They were not in trouble or plague like other men. Pride and violence covered them. They had more than their heart could wish. They had no accountability. They were corrupt and spoke against man and God. They were ungodly and prosperous and increased with riches. David even said this about his own people. He said, my God's people are as a cup that is wrung out. Maybe I have cleansed my heart in vain. I have been plagued and chastened and I have washed my hands in innocency. What David was simply saying was, he took his eyes off God and he heard another voice. If something tells you you're not making enough money, question that voice. 
If you can't pay your tithes on the money you're making now, don't ask for a raise. I'm sorry to be ugly. I'm supposed to be the nice guy in town, okay? Amen. That voice will tell you not to pray. That voice will tell you not to clap your hands. That voice will tell you not to raise your hands. That voice will tell you not to get excited when you come to church. That's the wrong voice. David said, I was almost gone. I was almost gone. But I, I like verse 15. And since I'm involved with the children, would that be okay if I just kind of worked on you a little while here? Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. David was simply saying, if I stay in this frame of mind, I will offend against the generation of thy children. Anybody got any kids? Wave your hands. Cool, anybody got any grandkids? I'm waving at both of them. I got three daughters. Amen, I got eight grandkids. David was letting them know I'm not living for God just for me. There's somebody that's watching me and I gotta make sure that I serve God around them no matter what. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, church is not just a Sunday and Wednesday thing. It's an everyday thing. I got to make sure I'm not living for God just for me. I want my children to be saved. I want my grandchildren to be saved. And when I come to church, I want them to act just like me. Okay, let's all stand. Come on, I want you to stand. I want you to clap your hands. And I just want you to praise him just a little while. Come on, I got 15 more minutes. And my time's going to run out. Come on, it's okay. It's okay, thank you for responding. Thank you for responding. Come on, just a little while longer, I want you to praise him out loud. Come on, you're doing good. I want you to just keep it up a little while. When my children come in, I want to see, I want them to know I'm clapping my hands. I'm not listening to the other voice. I'm listening to the voice of God. Thank you, thank you. Sorry to wake you up. Going back to sleep. What David was saying, if I keep listening to that voice, I'm gonna lose my life. I'm gonna lose my children. I'm gonna lose my entire family. But I've gotta come to church and worship God if nobody else does. If anybody's gonna praise him, I'm gonna be the first in line because God's voice will speak to those who get in tune with him. Come on, somebody say, I gotta get in tune with him. How did I get in tune with him? Thanks for asking. David went on to say in the next verse after 15, he said, until I went into the sanctuary, then I understood therein. 
I can't be focusing on the prosperous people out there. I can't be focusing on the folks who's dressing really cool and wearing really sharp shoes or super duper socks. I can't be focusing on that. When I come to church, I gotta think about what do I need from God today? And he knows what I need. The preacher may not know. The pastor's wife may not know. But God knows what you need. And he can speak peace to your situation. Well, believe it or not, what you may call your best friend right now will become your worst enemy one day. There's a lot of people out there that's on drugs and they're saying, that's my best friend. Man, a little bit of peel here, a little bit upper there, a little bit of good stuff there. Now, one of these days, it's gonna become your worst enemy. To the folks who wanna drink a little bit out of the bottle and take a shot every once in a while, it'll make you, it'll buzz you. It'll make you get a little dizzy. But one day, your best friend will turn into your worst enemy. The pornography that you're watching right now and nobody knows about it because it's really private, you know. One of these days, your best friend's gonna turn into your worst enemy. And so I wanna tell you today, make sure that the voice that you're listening to is the right voice. I would like to tell you that if you ever make Jesus Christ your friend, you'll never have to worry about him becoming your worst enemy because he'll always be there. He's the one that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will never turn my back on you. I love you and that voice still speaks today. Somebody shout hallelujah. So if David, a man after God's own heart, could listen to the wrong voice, what kind of chance do you have of listening to the wrong voice? Can you say amen? I don't know. Y'all probably don't sing this song here or not. But uh, Zach Williams sings a song and he says that fear is a liar. <laughs> I guess that's a Mississippi term, sorry. Fear is a liar. I like it better in Mississippi. Fear is a liar. When he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough, fear is a liar. He will take your breath away, stop you in your steps, but fear is a liar. Okay, I guess you want me to sing the rest of the song. Thanks for that. I never get a request to sing. He will rob your rest. He will steal your happiness. He will cast your fear in the fire because fear is a liar. I want you to raise your hand today if you believe that God could speak to you today. Is there anybody in here, you can put your hand out. Is there anybody in here that just thinks there's no way God's gonna speak to me today? Cool, I got 100% today. You got 100% church. Anytime you walk in this place, we don't have to know what's wrong with you. Only God needs to know that. And if you'll let him know, God, I'm going through this struggle. I'm going through this situation. And I, and, and I want you to help me take care of it. I believe he knows and I believe he came here to help you take care of it. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that.
verse 2 of fear is a liar. When he told you you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be ashamed. When he told you you couldn't be the one that grace could never change. Fear is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness. It's time for Lighthouse UPC to cast your fear into the fire. Cause fear is a liar. Come on, I think somebody walked in this place and hell has told you, you'll never get out of your situation. He doesn't know where you are. I came on Sunday morning to tell you, he does know where you are. And he does have a voice that's still speaking. Clap your hands to the Lord. This is part of the song. Let your fire fall and cast out all our fears. Let your fire fall. Your love is all I feel. For feel, fear, he is a liar. In this sanctuary today, there are two voices. There are two choices. There are two directions. There are two places that are calling for my soul. And remember that Ephesians 6 and 9, the last few words of 6 and 9 says, neither is there respect to persons with him. The choice is, let's make the right choice of the right voice. We were at Because of the Times, and they told the story in Shreveport, Louisiana, a few Sundays ago. Pastor Damon McGee, pastor's there. He had a guest evangelist that was preaching for him that Sunday. And the guest evangelist preached and said, God is fixing to call churches into the apostolic truth. <laughs> and he kept saying it over and over again. God's not just wanting to reach one or two. He's ready to call churches into the apostolic way. Would anybody say amen? I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said that as he was preaching, a denominal pastor drove by the front of the church and when he drove by the front of the church, I want you to hear this well. The voice of God spoke to that pastor and said, sir, the church you're looking for right there has what you need. He's already preached his little 30-minute sermon. He's already done for the day. The Pentecostals are still in church, and he's headed to somewhere to get something to eat. And when he drove by the church, he heard the voice of God saying, what you're looking for is in that church. He could have said, well, I, I, you know, I've been this denomination all my life. I've been this all my life, so I'm going to stay that. But instead, he turned the car, and he went right into the driveway. He parked in the visitor's location, got out. Him and his wife walked into the church. They were still having church, and the husband and wife walked all the way up to the front. And the preacher looked at him and said, sir, what, what do you folks want today? And they said, sir, we don't really know what we want. But we were driving by your church, and a voice spoke to us and said, whatever we need, it's in this church. And they said, we've been praying for a closer walk with God, for a move of God in our lives. They came to the altar, and God filled both of them with the Holy Ghost. 
How would you like Jesus to be your bus captain? You're outside, Greer, come on in. Whatever you have need of, Lighthouse has it. And now I believe that, I'm just a guest, but I hope you believe it. If the drug dealer comes in, there's hope. At, at, if the alcoholic comes in, there's hope at the light. Come on, why? Because the voice of God is still speaking. Come on, I want you to stand your feet, stand, stand your feet, clap your hands, and say, God, I want you to speak in O'Fallon today. I want you to speak to O'Fallon today. seated for one more time and then I'm done 11.15 I told my musicians I'm through they said y'all get out at 11.30 so that gives y'all 15 minutes to do what you want to do and I'm going to let you go at 11.15 alright there was a gentleman that came to a large apostolic church that was a pastor in a local church and when he came to service he said there's something different about this place I don't know what it is he came back again at another time Came back again at another time. And in the balcony, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And he told pastor, he said, Pastor, I want you to baptize me, but you can't tell nobody where our pastor at because I'll be in trouble. And so the pastor baptized him in Jesus' name. And he started studying. He, he, the, the oneness of God was revealed to him. And he went back to his church and he started preaching. And when he started preaching, he started preaching, there's only one God. And the only way to be baptized is in the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy pastors a church of over 1,500 people. How would y'all like to have a few daughter works down in O'Fallon? This pastor and 1,500 people. They brought him up on the stage and they asked him, how many gods are there? He said, there's one God. He said, how do you get baptized? He said, the only way to be baptized is in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, what happens when you get the Holy Ghost? He said, you speak in other tongues. Ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't have our name on his sign, but he preaches our message. He still has a MB on his sign, but he still preaches our message. Now, I don't know how you guys feel out here. I don't care what the name of the sign is. What's really true is, is what kind of message is going on on the inside. I, I don't think God's interested in speaking to y'all's sign out there, but he did show up this morning to come and speak to us. Come on, musicians. Uh, let's, let's do three minutes early. Surprise the world, okay? I want to leave you three things. A couple of Fridays ago, I was praying. And this is a sermon I was praying about. And I asked God to speak to me and tell me, what do I need to tell the audience? And so I'm going to tell you exactly what God told me. Number one, I want to tell you today, God really wants to speak to every one of you. Can you imagine what would happen if God spoke to you right now? You know, if he was sitting by me and he spoke to me, then every trouble I think I got, it's gone, folks. Because when he speaks, nothing else matters. The second thing I want to tell you is this. You will never have to face this battle alone. God doesn't speak to his people and say, y'all just do what you're going to do and see if you can help yourself out. I'm going to go back to heaven and take care of my business. If he ever speaks to you, if, you, if you've ever read the scripture where it says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. 
If you ever get the Holy Ghost, He never gives up on you. If there's any giving up, it's on your part. So I want you to know God wants to speak to you. God wants you to know you're not facing this battle alone. And last but not least, I believe God is ready to use every individual in our churches for ministry. You say, well, Brother Cannon, all I can do is cook. Great, that's a pretty good ministry. Preachers don't get this size without going through that ministry. I'm not good at talking to folks. That's great. Just, just, just uh, invite somebody over to eat. Feed them a while. Tell them about the good things that God is doing in your life. I believe God's ready to release every one of us in the ministry of their lives. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's able to do it. You say, well, I'm, I'm way too old. Listen, I'm, I'm joining the elders too. I'll park in the senior citizens now. Amen, it's a good feeling. It's really sweet. It's really cool. Amen, people, when they wait on us, say, oh, wait a minute, I got to hit an extra button, you know, because they're, they're giving us a discount. That really feels good. I guess senior citizens is 60 or above, right? I've already qualified. Don't worry. We're moving into the next agenda where it'd be like uh, tax-free or something like that, you know. Does that happen at 70? I don't know where it happens. I'm just ready for that next level again. But I want you to know you'll never get too old for God to speak to you. You'll never be too young for God to speak to you. If I understand it right, Pastor Buford, there was a prophet that wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, and God bypassed Eli, and he went and found a little child in the bed, and he called, called his name Samuel. God was still speaking in the middle of all of the evil generation. Let's all stand. God was still speaking, but the only one who could hear it was a little child. Samuel came into Eli and says, did you call me? He said, no, I didn't call you. He said, go on back to bed. And he went back to bed and Eli heard the words again. Or Samuel heard the words, Samuel, Samuel. And he ran to Eli's bed and said, what do you want? You call me. No, 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 I, I have nothing to tell you. I, it wasn't me. But Eli recognized God was still speaking. Those two voices were still there. And that one voice had heard the voice of God. God, Eli told Samuel, he said, when you go back, he said, I want you to tell God. Go ahead and speak to him, whatever you want to say. Let him speak to you. Samuel went back, and as a child, God opened up his ears to hear the voice of God. I want to reiterate what I just said to you. God is ready to speak his voice in your life. Number two, he's never going to leave you alone. He'll help you fight the battles. And number three, he's ready to release you for your future in ministry. It's God's will for you to win somebody to Jesus Christ in the next six months. It's God's will for you to win somebody in your neighborhood. It's God's will to fill this church up and you build a brand new church. But I gotta make sure I'm still listening to the right voices. Hallelujah, I want you to put your hands up in the air and just for a little while I want us to praise him. Worship him, come on. God's fighting for you.